This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1160, the post-Frank Caliendo show, September 28, 2023. 91 degrees on this day. Good thing they weren't running the marathon. That was in 1898, and it was 26 degrees for a low on this day in 1942. Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, <coughs> and the kicker of concepts, <coughs> your mayor, Joe uh, Souchere. Yeah. I have a question, Mr. Souchere. Yes. You told me, and I asked you twice what year, and you told me 1887, but you just said 1898. I'm a little confused. No, that's the record for today, was 1898. 1898. Okay, so 1887 is for September 30th or 29th or something. All right. Hello? Carry on. Can you help, please? Here's what John and I are discussing. John has this wonderful newspaper site where he can reach into the past and get a perspective on current matters and we are being told that uh, runners are going to face excessive heat problems Sunday for the marathon and uh, again we're at the point in life where uh, we're not accepting anything uh, every every day is, is considered unusual and the fact that it's going to be warm on Sunday is considered unusual and uh, only to discover that beginning tomorrow, the 29th, uh, in 1887, you had three days in a row where the warm weather, weather records still hold to this day. Okay. On September 29, 1887, it was 89 degrees. On September 30, 1887, it was 87 degrees. On October 1st, 1887, it was 87 degrees. And I uh, I asked John to go into his uh, magic site mm-hmm. and see if uh, at that point it would have been with the Minneapolis Journal you discovered. It was the Journal, yes. And they probably the don't say a damn thing about it. They don't. The only thing they say, and I'm guessing prognostication in mm-hmm. those days was not very good because no. there's a little weather thing on the bottom. And it is Dateline Washington, so oh. everything must have come from Washington. Oh, I and see. it said it said the high on the 29th was going to be 61. Well, so they it, missed it was that, just didn't a they? bit, just a bit off. But yeah. then when it hit uh, 87, I doubt that if anyone felt catastrophic about it. No, that, I went to the next day. Then I went to the 30th, and there was absolutely zero about the weather. Some in clown in the Tribune today wrote an editorial that might as well have been addressed to me, according to Kenny. <laughs> Dear Joe. Dear Joe, you <laughs> denier. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 Where do you start? 
No, you, I mean, you do this. Mm-hmm. No, do you recall yesterday? Where's my wonderful note from uh, from Downing? Oh shoot, where is it? Uh, Downing had a great note. I thought I had it with me. Uh, you'll note, you'll remember that yesterday we didn't get to give it much time, but we learned that. Researchers at Columbia University are attributing climate change to an increase in drug and alcohol use. Right. Uh, mm. They said when the weather gets nice, people tend to relax more and uh, enjoy uh, beer, for example. I thought we did talk about this well, on we Tuesday. We did, but we didn't we, give it much time. Oh, gosh. We okay. did, and I think you're interpreting things a little too tensely. Um, I don't know what the word would be. Well, Downing um, said that we face now a future of pleasant weather warnings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There'll be a pleasant weather warning this weekend, so stay inside until further notice. Don't enjoy yourself. See, I contend that this has always been the case. When it's nice out, people party. And I think you could go back 100 years and find the same thing. John, uh, look know, that up. Case in point what? right here. What am I going to do this weekend when I'm off? You are going to party. I'm going to party. I'm going to yeah, hang Christmas lights. But what? The, oh God, help yeah, me! Yeah, we're ready. But what the what the researchers <laughs> are saying is that that partying is driven by climate change, and that the climate change is driving an increase in alcohol and drug abuse. To which the guy in the Star Tribune probably eats that up. He probably buy. Who is this clown? Well, while you're looking that up, I will say there was a great song lyric by a, a certain gentleman, and he talked about his his girlfriend. He said, "My girl likes to." Party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. Michael Mann of the, uh, wrote this for the L.A. Times. He's Presidential Distinguished Professor and Director of the Center for Science, Sustainability, and the Media at the University of Pennsylvania. He's the author of the forthcoming book, Our Fragile Moment, How Lessons from Earth's Past can help us survive the climate crisis, to which I would note, Michael, uh, let's take a lesson from 1887, uh, when we had three days in a row where the warm weather, weather records here in our neck of the woods, Michael, still stand. I wonder what we could learn from that. Uh, I, I don't think we can learn anything from it, except I consider a spate of warm, can we still say Indian summer? Of course, you have to. Have, Indian summer has to follow a frost, doesn't it? Boy, yes. we need a frost yes. bad. And we haven't had a frost yet, but to my knowledge. Right. Uh, in any event, uh, I I was not swayed in any way by reading Mr. Mann's editorial. Uh, he's uh, spouting the company line there, and uh, I don't spout the company line. I am a denier. And what he said was. Uh, yes, the climate always changes. He he is attributing that now to a way that deniers uh, like me speak. Well, but he wants us to believe that the climate is changing faster than it has previously. Correct. Well, I, I, uh, I'll go back to my lilacs. We're going on six, seven years now of the same damn blooming date. Now, hmm. I realize, I'm not that dumb. Okay. I realize six, seven years isn't much. But you know what? Either is 100 years. To say this was the warmest summer in the northern hemisphere in history is is nonsense. You have no idea. You don't know. 
you only know going back about 150 years. That's it. You don't know. <laughs> you just don't I, uh, know. I am. I, I'm well, going to step. I'm going to step out all in here, limb here, Joe. I'm going to depart from both you and the climate change activists, and uh, you guys have been fighting for a long time. My new policy is bring it on. The climate cannot change <laughs> fast enough. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Well, Bill Stein and I want you to know that we have both withdrawn from the Twin Cities Marathon, though, due to the excessive oh, heat excessive warnings. Heat. Okay. <laughs> With the threat of global warming making this weekend's marathon the hottest on record, what's that? Uh, how many years old is the marathon? About 45, 50 uh, years old? Let's check. The powers that be have strictly warned that any senior runners with any medical conditions must not run in this marathon. Well, at least we tried. We can always proudly put on our resumes that we were ready to compete in the Twin Cities Marathon, but we're unable to because of atmospheric conditions which forbade our competition as much as we fervently desired to. I assume our participants participation medals will be forthcoming bill so bill and i are dropping out uh the first twin cities marathon took place october 3rd 82 after both minneapolis and st paul combined their separate marathon events its earliest predecessor the land of lakes marathon began in 63 no i'm going with the twin cities marathon and you say that was 82 82 i, I thought it was the 70s that's interesting to know that i learned today in the newspaper and i wish i would have ripped it out i didn't think we'd talk about it that uh, the running the sport of running is actually a native american sport and um the the lady moved up from the southern United States, and she's made it her mission to uh, bring back the running to the natives. And she's right. All the books I've read about Native Americans, they had all these running games, long distance even, Joe, long distance. Well, they on had, the prairie. They had no other mode of transportation. Well, they were doing it for fun, is oh, what I'm saying. Well, so did the fun. Greeks. How do you figure that into it? You know, the first mm. Olympiad was... Uh, mm. Land Bridge? The first marathon <laughs> was, what, Spartacus to Athens? Yeah, who or? sponsored that event? Uh, I think it was Coke. Okay, Coca-Cola, Coca yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been around for a while. So her beef isn't actually with us. It should be with the Greeks. Well, I think her beef is an example of revisionist history. I'm well, glad they, I'm glad the natives had running games, but about a thousand years before that, so did the, oh, so did the, so did the Greeks. The climate has always been changing. That's right, Kenny. Hey, think about that during the Ice Age. I bet you had some pretty low lows, huh? <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. you go up, you heat them up, and you cool them down. That's Matthew, right. you read the editorial. <laughs> yes, wow. I wrote it for you. Well, we've ruined Run some... that by me again. Oh. I can't remember. The formula up here. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. The other day, while I was enjoying the movie, we bought a zoo. I think I've heard of that movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, it will make you cry. Okay. I was very uh, invested into an emotional scene of a father and son arguing with each other. Uh, but the moment was ultimately ruined when the father said, I would love to teach you how to shave. Let's shave. The only thing I could hear from that moment on was the screeching imitation of an F-35 jet followed by laughter of you five chuckleheads <laughs> pushing back and asking questions. Nick from Winona, Minnesota. <laughs> God, that's wonderful. He's that, from Winona? He's from Winona. Uh, did you see how that marketing campaign was put on by Winona? 
Yeah. 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 Okay. We've, you did see that? Okay. We've talked we've about talked it about on Crabby uh, <laughs> two were weeks here. in a row. Yeah, yeah I know, but we, at the time, didn't know who put it on. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yes, we Matthew. did. Matthew. Winona. <laughs> Matthew. What? You all right? Yeah. I remember talking about it on the show, but I don't remember knowing that it was this lady from Winona that it was her idea. <laughs> Jesus, I must have been taking a shave during that. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we're, are we recording right now? We are, right? This doesn't yes. seem like we're doing a show. A lot of we people are. like to take a shave. Did you guys know, uh, I just went to the Greek uh, Olympics, that they did everything naked? I did not know that. Wow! Including rest. Including speaking, wrestling, which speaking is kind of weird. Like oh, the, sprint, yes. the sprint would be a fun one to watch. Speaking, <laughs> the full sprint. Speaking of which. Yes. I wish everybody would maybe settle down and quit interrupting so much. It's going to be so warm. I'm excited to party. <laughs> Apparently, we're going to have uh, lunch. <laughs> we're going to have the British TV show where the contestants are completely naked. Yeah. And you you judge how you're going to choose your date by looking at the swimsuit areas. Wow. Have we sunk that far? You know. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty far. That takes the fun out of seeing the heavies for the first time. Oh boy, the heavies! Yeah, yeah. Remember uh, that surprise? You're like, holy cow! Wow. Well, this you get been the, blessed. <laughs> you get the full, and now the I'm full blessed. Monty. Full Monty. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't but like that. It, it goes in segments, though. Uh, they start with the feet and move up, and you just keep asking questions, and eventually everything's exposed, and it's weird. It's weird. Huh. Anyway, but that's the I would be a little too I sheepish. I'd be a little too sheepish. But here's the deal. It's going to be like naked and afraid. We're not right. going to be able to see anything. No, They're not going to no, show. You, you, no, see no. Everything. you see everything. You see everything. Or everything. it's going to be like naked and afraid, and you're like, ew. No, no. You're, you're you. You might be you, but you're seeing everything. So, everything. is it going to be on HBO or Apparently something? Apparently, HBO. HBO Plus. HBO oh, Plus. okay. Yeah. All right. And, sure. um, you know, my theory is rather antiquated for your taste. Yeah. I think people look better with clothes on. I think the imagination. <laughs> Leave is, a little to the imagination. I have. Thank I'm you. With you. I'm with you on that. I've had a theory about this for a long time. And um, I've not, I don't think I've ever discussed it with you. Skinny girls look better with clothes on. Thick girls look better naked. I'm, I'm on a, that. I, I'd have to consider that. That's Kenny. Kenny's mission statement. Well, Thanks, Kenny. That's hanging on the wall of the Krabby Coffee Shop. May I? Uh, may I announce a confession to me? Yes. I'm very, very, very disappointed in myself for yes. yesterday's show. Yes. When Frank and Rookie were doing the dueling Trumps, right? Yep. Uh, give me a little. Taste again, please. The dueling Trump. Okay. What, the the term a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. And I a didn't play this. A lot of people like to jog. He oh, would have had yes. a field day yeah. with a lot of people like to jog. Like the jog. A lot of people. I thought of that this morning. Why did I not play? A lot of people like to jog. You know, normally um, I defend you, but you're right. You really messed. I up. I really messed up. You defend yeah. him. Uh, so we have seen the preview for the show. Oh my God! Uh, Royce and I did a little, oh God. did a little preview. Hey, Ruck, let's break the internet. He let's says, "Let's break the internet." So they took it's their the shirts our, off. Our shirts off in the studio. Our first lady, Michelle Obama. Well, this is reported on a variety of sites. It's true. She appeared in Munich, Germany, 
and gave a one-hour speech on the sidelines of the annual Oktoberfest, the beer fest in Munich, uh, to a company called Bits and Pretzels. Uh, the the company is called Bits and Pretzels, uh, and they had a Bits and Pretzels Founder Festival, and she apparently uh, topped the list of people that participants wanted to take part, and so they brought her over, and she was paid seven hundred and forty one thousand dollars for one hour. Uh, overvalue. That, and, and, and all I bring it up for is that she, she, she is never to be allowed to ever lecture anybody about privilege or any of this other BS that these people made their calling card. 700 grand. Uh, organizers said Obama topped the list of people who wanted to who they wanted to see. And, and uh, so she, I'm sure they flew her to Munich. And uh, despite climate change... She was able to get to Munich, probably on an airplane, which is fine. Right. And I don't care that she made this much money. Go make as much money as you can. You're trading on the name that you've earned through the good graces of this country by getting your husband elected. But you have, you can't, you can't, she joins those who can't lecture us. Right. But she still will. She's yapping her flapper. <laughs> Matthew, what you just said, have you seen the Bill Burr stand-up thing about First Ladies and Michelle Obama? No, it's but his, I'm writing that down. He's, it's hysterical. He wishes they wouldn't talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that Kamala apparently has been locked up somewhere? Yeah. We haven't heard a word from that weeks now. Yeah. clown. Uh, in any event, isn't that something? Uh, $741,000 for an hour at the Beer Fest in Munich. Well, that's great work if you can get it, yeah. but you don't get to lecture me about anything, mm -hmm. especially after you return to one of your two Oceanside mansions but where you live, apparently despite the fear of rising sea levels. <laughs> you know how much Germans like to be told what to do. They love that. Well, she's... she's Follow orders. Yeah. I don't know what in God's name her... Oh, her topic was... To do not be fearful of diversity and inclusion. Do not uh -huh. be fearful right. of diversity and inclusion. Right. That okay. doesn't that hasn't been Germany's main theme. I was going to say that's uh, surprised they didn't run her out of there. <laughs> that's a bit uh, different from Deutschland, Deutschland über alles, Germany exactly. overall. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just you know, we could, we could have a segment. It could be daily, it could be weekly, could be monthly, well, could be annually, <laughs> could or, be every other day, or on, every 10 on, years. on wasting government money. How much money are we going to spend to study the failed models of COVID? Oh. 18, right? Are we spending 18 Hold on. now? Where'd it go? Is that 17? State, is that in the state or the feds? That's no, that's Minnesota's money. response. We uh, had a couple of versions that were thrown together over a weekend at the uh, U of M. But and it's federal we, money, though, right, Kenny? Right. right. Okay. And we based our entire response oh. on version one and two. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to spend how much? 
Back in 2020, Minnesota state government based much of its policy response to COVID-19 on a computer model built over a weekend by the University of Minnesota School of Public Health and Department of Health. It was to be blunt, a total failure. Version 1 debuted March 25th, 2020. Version 2 debuted April 8th. But how much money are we going to spend? To Seventeen million to study why to study. the models failed. Right, uh, Minnesota is using a seventeen million dollar federal grant to learn from the pitfalls. Seventeen million. That seems like money. Well, wow. spent. rookie could do this on his way to work. Yes, <laughs> not for, a problem. For what? What do you need for this, Matt? A thousand, two thousand dollars, a couple Snickers and a can of Coke. There you go. Here's the premise you should start with, as long as you're going to do this. The premise. Wait, wait I'm, I, I'm why are you get, looking at me? I'm going to get entirely serious. Mm. Here's the premise they should start with: the country has never behaved that way before. Now, what kind of modeling could you have done to accommodate such unusual behavior? There, I've just given them about. $8 million worth because they're going to look for a premise. That's the premise. This country never fell apart in that fashion before, ever, so, ever, mm-hmm. including Spanish flu. What are you going to do when all roads lead to the WHO, the CDC, Fauci, um, whoever was in office, all the politicians, and as they say, big pharma? The Surgeon General. Surgeon, yeah, everybody. Everybody was complicit, and so were we for going along with it. Uh, it do you think? Do you think it has the ability to do that again, or are there, is there just too much knowledge out there? I think it will be tried again, but I think there will be an outcry. There, there will be so much resistance. Yes. There's no chance <clears throat> it will happen. I, I completely agree. I'm not. I'm not willing to. do And it. I think that these people are smart enough to understand that there's no way. The the public will go for it again. I don't yeah. think I don't think they are smart enough. I think they will try it and it won't work. I have seen an increase in mask wearing in the last month. It's all over the airport. I have seen an increase in it. Right, and folks are going in but for the um, there again. The booster, yeah, you know? but there again, that's their choice, which yeah. that's completely fine. <clears throat> right. Uh, we have a tendency to take a shot at them, but it, seriously, who care? We we don't care. Well, uh, I from, learned my lesson when we were told. When we were going through our phase of being somewhat uh, light or, or, or mocking people wearing masks in cars by themselves, what we learned is, for all we know, it was some you know heart patient that just got out of the hospital and had to be careful. And you know, could, if, we, if we had been paying attention, maybe 10 years ago we saw people with masks, but we just didn't think anything of it. Maybe, you, maybe for medical reasons, some people... Uh, are uh, it's recommended to them that they wear a mask? Hmm. Are here's aren't I are being we, sensitive? You are. Are we sensitive. mocking the masks because we're not allowed to mock other things in life anymore? Well, we're not even allowed to mock them, really. Again, right. because yeah, it might be right. somebody with. Uh, some immune problem or something. Right? Here, this one's interesting. Um, uh, the loss of public trust isn't the only cost of getting it so horrendously wrong. Research suggests, among other things, that closing down schools during COVID-19 
could cost each impacted student $70,000 over the course of their careers. I don't know how they figured that out. Yeah, or roughly $28 trillion in total. And that COVID-19 recession will cause 59,000 deaths annually for 15 years. That seems like an ass. Uh, what do you call them? Ass statistics. Yeah, yeah. statistics. Yeah, that, that seems like it was pulled from somewhere. Right. Say, I, I know the uh, weekend weather forecast uh, could keep you indoors. There's a threat of enjoyment. And you don't want to be outside. But in the event you do, riding your bike or your scooter from EcoFun, it's going to be a great, great weekend. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville, where right now, in fact, through October 9, the fall sale is underway. Scootstar electric bikes, 25% off MSRP. The Beach Star step-through electric. I had a dream last night about uh, uh, getting an electric bike well, the mountain version with the had tires on it about the size of a dually pickup truck. What were you wearing? And I was so impressed in the dream of how comfortable this thing was. I was just kind of bouncing up and down in it, but softly. Did you, you, you have bike shorts on? Yes. Are you comfortable? Yeah, I make a nice living. And I had a jersey on that looked like the uh, a pickle jar, you know. With okay. The, with the it wasn't the Tommy Kramer jersey. Yeah. No, no, okay. no, no. That's Pat. No. And uh, those Beach Star step-through electric bikes are on sale for fourteen ninety-nine. dollars e-bikes are on sale. Yamaha full suspension mountain electric bikes are on sale for thirty four ninety nine. That's a grand off MSRP. Bintelli scooters beat the man hundred miles at the hundred miles to the gallon. They turn every urban errand into an adventure. Twelve ninety nine. Mm. Hey, come on, how do you not have three of them? Let's go. Yamaha snowmobiles are taking your orders. Youth recreational equipment, side by sides, helmets, apparel, great service, great people at EcoFun Motorsports. In Forest Lake, it's immediately west of 35 on Highway 97, and they got a big parking lot so you can get the test drive in, get the right fit, the whole deal. And in Burnsville on the service road of life near uh, uh, County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Surf on over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Meet the owner, Rich. He's right there on the landing page. You'll see the best safes ever made. Fitting and filling 
customer needs. That's all Rich cares about. Uh, the service, the advice, the guidance you get from Rich will take all the mystery out of the purchase process. I know you're going to have questions about the Liberty Safe, and he can answer them all. And I think you're going to be pleased with the answers when it comes to protecting our valuables. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, along with Liberty Safe, is the best option here in the Midwest. Rich has been at it for 30 years, more than 30 years, and they will have the right unit to fit your needs, even if it's something that just goes in the nightstand all the way up to a vault door. You can get it from there. I'd, uh, I'd really encourage you to talk to Rich about what your expectations are. Um, and Rich also offers full commercial and residential lock and safe services. He'll even service car locks. That's how um, that's how good he is, including repair and refurbishing. If you hadn't had a chance, please hop on over maplegrovelockandsafe.com or better yet, stop in and say hi, shake the man's hand. 6901 East Fish Lake Road, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You have our president uh, who visited Detroit. Trump claims he only went to Detroit because he heard Trump was going to Detroit. Hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Our president was on the... Uh, the picket line. The picket line. That's the first time in history that a sitting president has joined the uh, strikers. Hmm. I don't think that's they should do that. Uh, Wall Street didn't build the country. The middle class built the country. And unions built the middle class. That's a fact. So let's keep going. You deserve what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, you know what the percentage rate they're asking for? The rate? 46%. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I said earlier, and it, it certainly bears discussion, but maybe with someone more knowledgeable, uh, that we're seeing, uh, however minimally, we're seeing the beginning. I, I, it would be too dramatic to say it. No, maybe not too dramatic. We're seeing the beginning of the end uh, of capitalism as we've understood it, as we've known it. Mm-hmm. There, it seems to me that the, uh, that the tentacles of the equity movement are moving into, to, for example, automobile manufacturing. The government has as much a seat at their board of directors table as any stockholder, that what what they're doing is they're following the government's orders for making cars. I don't think that's disputable. Hmm. I, I haven't, there isn't a car manufacturer that I'm aware of that has said, no, we refuse to build electric cars. We don't believe in them. We're not going to do it. They all are doing it some to a greater degree than others, but they're all doing it. They're doing it because, because there's too much, taxpayer money at stake for them not to subsidies for the people who buy them subsidies for you to produce them we have we're entering a period where the car manufacturers are taking their marching orders not from not from their private research not from their marketing not their not from their understanding of the consumer they're taking their orders from the government now, you have audio of Doug Burgum. Yes, sir. Who's the governor of North Dakota. That's what I learned. He, he was among the Republican candidates last night in a debate. And he, you tell me, I didn't watch the debate, but you're telling me that he had something to say about EVs? 
network is missing the point. The reason why people are striking in Detroit is because Joe Biden's interference with capital markets and with free markets. The subsidies, we're subsidizing the automakers and we're subsidizing the cars and a particular kind of car, not every car, we're particularly, we're subsidizing electric vehicles. And when you decide that we're going to take all of your taxpayer monies, take a billion dollars, subsidize a certain type of vehicle, and the batteries come from China, China controls 85% of the rare earth minerals. They're called rare earth because they're measured in parts per million. China is moving 100,000 pounds of earth in Indonesia, in Africa. They're literally destroying the planet so that we can make and make a battery that's in a car subsidized here. That's why they're striking, because they need two-thirds less workers to build an electric car. Joe Biden, this strike is at Joe Biden's feet. And then they all fall blah, 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 blah. yelling in the screen. Uh, I don't see what he said was wrong. No, but it wasn't. No. Do you see the windmilling that's taking place? Ford Motor Company announced on Monday that it has paused work on a 3.5 billion electric vehicle battery plant in Michigan, citing concerns about battery plant, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, citing concerns about its ability to competitive, competitively operate the plant at a time when it remains locked in broader contract negotiations. Um. Ford announced in a ceremony earlier this year that it would invest $3.5 billion to build the plant in Marshall, Michigan. As part of the announcement, the U.S. automaker said it had reached an agreement with contemporary Amperex Technology, a Ningdi, China-based firm, to manufacture battery cells at the plant using services provided by the Chinese company. Ford CEO Jim Farley... That's a cut line. While Democrats, including Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, (laughs) applauded Ford's announcement since it was unveiled in February, Republicans and national security experts have blasted the company for teaming up with a Chinese firm with ties to the Communist Party on such a major investment. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The former president also had some things to say about um, President Biden's electric vehicle mandate. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, he was in Clinton Township, Michigan, at a podium. What happens if the boat has an accident and starts sinking? Do you get electrocuted if the boat sinks? (laughs) The guy said, you know, I've never thought of that, actually. But I think I gave him an idea, actually. Now, can you imagine the boat goes down and you're sitting on top of a battery? I don't don't feel good about that, right? In other words. I'm not you, sure you'd get electric. Yeah, you you, you won't. Uh, I do electrolysis to clean parts in my shop. Do you it's electrocute de- yourself? I remember you had jets landing during the Civil War. It's DC yeah. charged water. You you can stick your hand in there. Yeah. Every, everything's okay. I mean, reason. I'm with you, Don. I don't like yeah, but EVs, guys, but I'm not really worried suit. that an electric boat is going to electrocute me. Pop the hood on one of those British crap cans of yours, and with your left hand, grab the negative terminal. With your right hand, grab the positive terminal. No. See what happens. No, I don't (laughs) do that. I want you here on Monday. Nothing's going to happen. I want you here on Monday. Nothing's going to happen. I know, but I... Unnecessary risk, right? (laughs) It's an unnecessary risk. So you're not going to get electrocuted in in an electric boat. Um, I had a serious question about this windmilling, though. Is this a glimpse into the future as the government increasingly shoves socialism down our throat? Of course it is. Of course it is. How how else can you look at it? The plan for that plant had been considered for Virginia, although it never reached a final discussion stage. 
Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin opposed the plant over China's potential influence in the plan and argued that the company and the Chinese Communist Party would have full operational control over the technology. Why in God's name do you want the Chinese Communists to have full control over a company in the state of Michigan in the United States? I don't. And why, where is the hue and cry from environmentalists who claim that their sole motive for their hysteria is the preservation of the earth? You, can, you don't have to take my word for, up, for it. Google photographs of a lithium mine. That would be too disturbing. It's, it's, it's incredible the destruction required to extract the minerals you need is incredible. Now, the same people might say, well, we think it's intrusive to sink uh, an oil uh, well into the bottom of the ocean. Well, it's less intrusive. Right. It's less intrusive. Well, maybe this is a ray of hope that the word is starting to get out. That doesn't mean anything's going to be done about it. EVs so far have been a virtuous toy for upper-middle-class white people. Mm -hmm. That's basically what they've been. So the moms that take their kids to the special soccer camp, they show up in a, a, a special EV and they think, look what we've done. We've, re we've really helped save right. the earth here. You're not saving anything. Including AOC. Right. Oh, funny you mentioned AOC. <laughs> you got something? She had some thoughts, Joe, on the uh, the looting that was taking place in Philadelphia. Oh, God. Here we go. Miss <laughs> uh, Cortex. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Well, she that, couldn't that's be. That's an old cut, isn't it? I, I don't think that has to do with Philly, does it? Oh, somebody she, she said, said that a long time ago. Oh, somebody phrased <laughs> this that it was in, in relation to the looting taking the, place in when Philadelphia. You, when you rush an appliance store and steal all the TVs. <laughs> Where's the bread? Uh, I suppose you could say, well, they're getting the bread by selling the TV. But that, that's not why they're robbing the store. Oh, you don't think so? No. Because they're hungry, no. Joe. No. I have a note here I from Jean Valjean. Yeah, it's from 2020, that clip. Darn it! Timbuktu weighs in on this uh, topic. Organized retail gangs do exist, but they target high-end stores like Nordstrom's and Gucci, where they can run out with tens of thousands of dollars in clothing, which is easy to carry. The shocking security videos get lots of views on YouTube and cable news, and prosecutors respond to these high-profile cases if they can identify the perpetrators. But that's not what is killing low-priced merchants like Walgreens and CVS and Dollar Tree and Target. The most telling, and he's quoting a Wall Street Journal article that I read. The most telling part of the Wall Street Journal article on Target is found in the second paragraph, which shows a locked display case at a Target store. Inside the glass case are bottles of Advil and Tylenol. I can guarantee you that organized retail gangs are not stealing Tylenol from Target and reselling it on eBay. These are 5 and $10 items. It's individual shoplifters who are stealing for their own use. 
You saw it yourself at Walgreens. That wasn't a flash mob. It's individual shoplifters who walk out of the store with the impunity every day because they know nothing will be done to them. These stores in urban areas are suffering a death by a thousand cuts. And you watch, you watch like the mayor of Chicago who already wants a city-owned grocery store. He'll say that it's unfair of these corporate giants to close the stores because you're depriving our people of their necessary goods. No, your people have deprived other people from shopping there. Stupid. And I did get my eyes open and in my small episode at a Walgreens store, what, two years ago now or whatever it was. Yeah, on Grand. I was, I was astonished because when I went back and found the manager and said, here, I have the license numbers for you. He said, yeah, okay, but it won't do any good. They'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was that an email addressed to us, or was that something else? What was that? The one I just read? Yeah, yeah. Emailed to me. From who? Tim Buck, too. Okay. Who uh, always right. has uh, wise <clears throat> counsel. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to jump in and say he's 100% correct, but I think he does raise a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's probably a, a bunch of both. Yeah. If Walgreens on Grand Avenue closes, it's not going to be because of organized gangs. It's going to be because three girls at a time are coming in and stealing beauty products. That's why they're going to close. But the footage that they showed yesterday and the, the previous day in reference to this story, uh, what I saw, it was in a Target, and there had to be 12 people. They were all dressed in black, and they all had big bags and boxes full of items. And it left me thinking that this was more than just stealing for their own personal use. It seemed like a professional yeah, effort. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And we do have Black Lives Matter quoted as saying it's fair to do this because those are reparations. Black Lives Matter, which is what raised corporately over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Have they ever put a kid through school? Not to my knowledge. We bought have, a lot of vacation property. Have though. they ever gone into a troubled neighborhood and helped try to right it? I haven't seen that in the news. Have they ever uh, contributed money to a sick child who paid the hospital bill? I can tell you this, Joe. Have they ever done anything is what I'm asking. No, they haven't. Uh, uh, my daughter that teaches in the inner city to basically uh, black children. Right. She has never been approached in the last five years by Black Lives Matter to enhance Anything the you need, young lady. Right. Do you uh, need crayons, pencils, yeah, yeah. Do you backpacks, yeah. food? Yeah. Nothing. They're, it's they're never good happened, at, huh? uh, no, They're never. really good at distributing signs, though. Yep. see a lot of right, signs. Yes. Right, right. Uh, mostly in the front yards of uh, white women, guilty. Of mostly in the front yards <laughs> of very premature, expensive Prematurely gray-haired. Yeah. Yeah. Prematurely gray-haired 42-year-old women who want you to know that black lives matter. Of course they do. If but the John, black lives like matter movement. This, pardon, John? If you'd like to talk to somebody about this locally, uh, our good friend the Reverend uh, deals with them a lot. Right. And says the group here does tons of great work. But that's all on Twitter. I mean, you'd have to... Talk right. to Tim. Right. To, to I really think get. we have in the past, and he has established that, at least on this show. Did he have someone in his family get married? Uh, mm-hmm. on, on Twitter, I saw I'm some wonderful sure. photos of uh, really? uh, Reverend Tim's, maybe his daughter. Uh, I really wish you'd stay off Twitter, Joe. Me? Yeah. <laughs> you and the Trumpster. I do uh, like it for the products that I buy that continually fail me. Oh, jeez. You're still buying them? 
Well, I'm a sucker for it, man. Right. <laughs> I damn near got a concussion with this wood splitter thing. I, the, the hammer bounced off the wood and hit the hit the metal rim, and 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 my shoulders went numb, and oh, it was just my hands tingled. And, so when we get the news from the CP, we'll know what happened. Yeah, he no. was fooling with his wood chopper. Got it. He's got, got it. an axe stuck in his forehead. Right. <laughs> Why don't we come back with John Hyde? But first, you know, when you're chopping all that wood, you're going to work up a thirst. Chopping broccoli. So you are going to need the best water, like I do. I love a good water. How about ice cold water? Love it. It's going to be really hot this weekend. Does it Did make you know good that? ice cubes, that water from uh, Wonderful, wonderful yeah. ice cubes, Joe. It also makes great coffee. Hofferman Water, they, they are your people, by the way. Uh, Connecticut is what I had installed years ago. Very glad that I made the switch to Connecticut and Hofferman, and I think that you will be too. So get on the schedule. Have them come out and give you that free water analysis today. So call them up, 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. You can also visit their website at HoffermanWater.com. You go on that website, you'll see every single system that they have to offer, whether it's a water softener, an iron rust, an odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. The good people at Hofferman are going to be here to take care of you. And thank you to all the GLers that have already reached out to them for that free water analysis, by the way. They've been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years, please let the good people at Hofferman Water know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. You sure? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I've been there many times. I okay, want to pay my respects to Joe Sucere, who, uh, in his own way, the mayor of Garage Logic, makes an awful lot of sense out there. In his own way. Uh, Where was that? Uh, Center some, of the American Experiment. No, some big venue in one of the big hotels in Minneapolis. I don't know. So, Andy, how does it feel to have a famous father? Yeah. <laughs> he says that to you in the service, or Andy in the Grabs service. Grabs me elevator. and the kid and puts us on the elevator with him. That's God, cool. he was a cool guy. I mean, he whatever it is, he gets it. Got it. You know. I, and David Copperfield, that's yeah. priceless. <laughs> yeah. That's priceless. Oh, here's John Height. Here's rookie. Yeah, Johnny Height's gonna uh, he's gonna he's gonna get to the news. But prior to that, if you need an escape, how about next I July, do. the 14th <laughs> through the 21st? Escape with us vacations has got you completely set. This is an eight day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik. And it is going to be a blast. I'm going to be on this trip. I've got several family members on this trip. There's a lot of garage logicians on this trip. And if you would like to book, they've already filled up one of the boats, the Adriatic King. The Adriatic Queen is on hold. Which one are you in? Um, He's I'll on the in, Queen. Whichever one. They're probably going to draw straws. And if, right. I, if nobody wants to go with me, I'll just go by myself on the other one. But you're being a little dingy being told. A little dingy being, but you know what? I'm still, I'll still be in Greece, baby. Glug, glug. If you want to get, yeah, not that's Greece. You're I'm not gonna going to be partying. Or uh, Croatia, I mean. Yeah, I'm looking right. at pictures. That's it looks the like country Greece. straight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Which way are we going? Oh my! Uh, God. Here's the deal. If you want the itinerary to to verify that you're not going to Greece, you're going to Croatia. Oh. I want you to check out EscapeWithUsVacations.com. No, it's right by there. Yeah. And you can see it. You see the little map there? I don't think you can see it. From it's there. not too far away. It's like zip going into Wisconsin. Yeah. Being in Duluth, you can yeah. see Alaska from uh, oh. Russia, from Alaska. What did the, the governor Matt, say? finish the ad. Okay. 59, uh, if you 60. want to check out where we're going, what you get, what the price includes, go to EscapeWithUsVacations.com. My two sisters, Teresa and Maria, have done this trip in the past, and they are experts, so you are not going to have any surprises 
do yourself a favor. Take a little vacation next year. Escapewithusvacations.com, and let's hit up Croatia. John Height. Thanks, Joe. Follow Joe, who are you looking at? Let's that hit up Croatia. Me. Let's do it. Let's For what? Croatia. Money? For partying. No. <laughs> Cash call. John yeah. Height. In the... Uh, in the news, two Roseville area high school students are now facing criminal charges after school staff allegedly caught them with guns in unrelated incidents on Monday. Oh. Uh, the one's very complicated here. The one student, age 16, was found vaping in a school bathroom with another student and was subsequently brought to another room to be searched. Staff were reportedly worried he had a weapon on him because, quote, he kept reaching and digging in the front of his waistband. Well, yeah. school staff's... <laughs> School staff searched the other student first. When they unlocked the door to let the student out, the 16-year-old, the other one, dashed out the door, too. Staff members chased him around the school. He eventually ran out of the building into the woods nearby. He was seen taking an object from his waistband, putting it on the ground, and trying to cover it up. A staff member went to the spot of the cover-up, found a 9mm handgun, and handed it over to a police officer. The pistol, which did not have a serial number, had one live round in the chamber and 14 more rounds in an extended magazine, according to the charging documents. Staff members found a gun on a second student then, age 17, after they broke up a fight and decided to search everyone involved. The 17-year-old, according to the report, became wide-eyed and frozen when informed he would be searched, 17-year-old's girlfriend had also told staff he had illicit items on him. Uh, when I read that sentence, all I could think of was Chris Rock and the girlfriend going, He got weed! He got weed! <laughs> all I could think of. The gun, which had obscured serial number and was loaded with a single live round, had been reported stolen from McLeod County. Both of these teens now are charged with possession of ammo or a gun by a minor. The 16-year-old is also charged with possessing a gun without a serial number. Again, these are two unrelated incidents. Isn't it amazing how often the woods come into play in these stories? Define the woods. Well, I, I, I was I was attempting to, but I bet it really isn't the woods. There's probably a stand of trees. Was this Roseville? Roseville it's, High School, uh, yeah. Roseville's highly developed, and I happen to know well, where the high school is. 36 there's, and there's, a half There's really not a lot of woods yeah. around there. There's some <laughs> right. trees in the back. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm but with you. somebody's always running out into the woods. <laughs> yes. but how big did you say the magazine was, John? 14? Uh, 14, right? It was holding 14. That's a, That's significant. That's... Bigger than the other thing he's packing. Clearly, up there. this is the fault of the gun that these kids had the gun. Yes, the gun <laughs> said to the kid in the morning, "You better take me to school." It was forced Does Roseville them. Roseville have SRO? I don't know. Uh, thankfully, this was broken up. Yeah, and it said a police officer was involved in chasing him down. So I don't know if they called police or if uh, they have an SRO there. Or I hope he hmm. didn't touch the child. That sweet Man. little learner. The child with a gun mm -hmm. stuffed in his underpants. Right. Kept itching uh, his undies. Different story. A 16-year-old wanted in connection with shooting that injured a Minneapolis police officer last month has been brought into custody. Sergeant Garrett Parton, a spokesperson for the Minneapolis Police Department, said the suspect was arrested Tuesday night during a traffic stop near Dowling and Morgan Avenues in North Minneapolis. The juvenile had been charged with second-degree attempted murder earlier this month. Remember this story? He was involved in the August 11th shooting of Officer Jacob Spees. He appeared before a judge on Wednesday, was ordered to remain 
remain in custody. Spee is a seven-year MPD veteran was shot after following a vehicle that had fled an attempted traffic stop earlier in the night. He was hit in the shoulder and received treatment at a local hospital. Four people, three adults and a juvenile, were arrested after other officers pursued the vehicle until it crashed into a parked vehicle that evening. Two of those adults, 19-year-old Frederick Leon Davis Jr. and 20-year-old Navia Page, have been charged for their alleged involvement in the shooting. Court records show Davis faces one charge of second-degree attempted murder, in addition to a federal charge of unlawful possession of a machine gun. Page, meanwhile, is charged with aiding an offender. No charges have been filed against the fourth person in the car. Okay, that one clearly is the car's fault, just as the Roseville incident was the gun's fault. This clearly is the fault of the car. I'm looking at an aerial view of Roseville see Area High School. You see the woods? There are one, two, three, four, five, maybe six trees. That's a woods. On That's the, a woods. Uh, on the west part of the campus. Right. But I, I do not see, like, the... Um, like Wizard a, of Oz, no bears are in it or right, anything. Right, yeah, all right. right. How many trees do you need? Well, that's What's a good the question. What's what the number? number of trees constitutes a woods? All right. Well, you can't see no. the forest for the trees. Right. But there's there's not a woods at Roseville High School. No. There's not a woods. No. And six trees makes it really hard to hide if you're trying to get away from the right, police. Especially if they're thin trees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're digging our way out of the forest and chopping away uh, with the trees. Danny. <laughs> Update on a story we had last week. Kevin Mason, a murder suspect who was accidentally released from jail in Marion County, Indiana, has been apprehended in South St. Paul, according to the U.S. Marshals Service. Authorities say Mason was arrested when a group of federal, state, and local law enforcement officers executed a search warrant at a home in the 900 block of Summit Avenue, South St. Paul, at about 1 in the afternoon on Wednesday, arrested without incident. As we told you earlier, Marion County authorities in Indiana, well, they let him go by mistake on September 13th. He faces one count of second-degree murder in connection with the shooting on July 11th, uh, June 11th, excuse me, of 2021 outside Shiloh Temple. Uh, Mason is accused of fatally shooting 29-year-old Dontavious Catchings in the parking lot while a funeral was happening in the building. Witnesses told police Mason left the state after the shooting. What's missing from that story, Such? <laughs> Laundry cart. God, I don't know, Kenny. Whose who's house and why was he there? Yeah, was it the uh, girlfriend? I will say that in the yep. news that I saw, that it was they figured he was going to be coming to this residence. Yeah, yeah they staked it out. Undefeated. There yep. had to Smashing. be a pony. They're, they're yes. waiting till the throws of ecstasy could be heard down the block. Right. And then and they, they moved walked, in. They walked right in. <laughs> Uh, when you wrapped up there, uh, we got to go. <laughs> Without incident, okay. Yeah. <laughs> While he was exhausted. Yes. <laughs> you got a cigarette? <laughs> the St. Paul City Council gave final approval yesterday to an ordinance that will ban smoking tobacco and cannabis in certain areas of the city. After the vote was delayed multiple times in the past weeks, council members voted 4-3 to three yesterday to pass the smoking ban, with Nelsie Yang, Russell Belenger, and Mitra Jalali opposing it. City spokesman Kamal Baker confirmed that Mayor Melvin Carter does intend to sign the ordinance into law. Last week at the city attorney's office's recommendation, a severe ability clause was added to the proposal to protect the city against any legal challenges. The clause allows for individual sections of the ordinance to be removed if they are deemed invalid or unconstitutional and pass the chamber by unanimous vote. 
Well, amendments approved the week before, limited the ban to city parks and within 25 feet of entrances, exits, and windows of public spaces. The change will also allow business owners and the director of St. Paul Parks Direct to create designated smoking areas. Enforcement of the ordinance still set to be done through education and compliance. So if you're caught smoking in a prohibited area after your first offense, all you'll get is a small <laughs> citation and a warning. I was supposed uh, to be a petty misdemeanor. Really. I don't think you'll even get no. citations. No. No, John, this is this, this yeah. is a law that's not a law, as far as I can tell. Well, because if I understand it correctly, the head of Parks and Rec can identify smoking areas in the parks, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's how I heard it. Yeah. So and, and you're going like to say a, no smoking in the parks except for that area over there. The white circle. Right. You can stand in the <laughs> yeah. white circle. Yeah. But this is how government works. First of all, I really want to congratulate the uh, the dozens of residents that weighed in with <laughs> mixed reviews. And then, I, Joe, I'm sorry to part company with you, but I think your girlfriend, Mitra, is making a good point. Well, Mitra is fearful that renters don't have enough. They don't have a yard to smoke well, in, so they need oh, to go to the park so to smoke. You jumped on that. What I jumped on is that um, are we really going to waste our law enforcement We're efforts not. on this? No. Yeah, no. and you can't even find them at this point. No. So it's a law that's not a law. It, uh, it, it is. It's a law that's not a law. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You you folks in St. Paul, you keep me smiling, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Star Tribune reporting Hopkins School Board Chair Jen Westmoreland is running for the newly vacant 6th District seat on the Hennepin County Board and says her relationship with County Attorney Mary Moriarty will not be a problem if she's elected. Westmoreland officially announced her candidacy in a Facebook post but has been laying the groundwork for a run at least since former Commissioner Chris La Dontressa announced his resignation in August. Westmoreland and acknowledged she and Moriarty are in a relationship and noted they do not live together. She said Moriarty has already notified county leaders of her need to recuse herself from anything regarding the special election. In a statement, Moriarty said she was deeply supportive of Westmoreland for taking this step. Westmoreland said her longtime focus on helping young people, families, and caregivers drove her to run for the 6th District seat. She added that she's lived her whole life in the district, residing in a number of its communities. Oh, really? I, I have. I'm sorry. I have to comment. Please do. Obviously, Mary is doing one thing correctly. She's in a relationship, but they don't live together. Round of applause. Okay. Okay. That is Round a good point. Yeah. That is a very good, good point. Good job. That's Mary. a very good point. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Why don't we? Guys, wondering how you sign up for, for American values. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, the Garage Logic folks changed on Mary Moriarty. We love you, Mary. <laughs> keep her going. Why do don't we be on Big yeah. yeah. Well, here it is. Positive Thursday already. Of course, brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care in Shoreview. Uh, 1060 County Road E. Anything you can possibly imagine. Related to auto care, it's right there at Schoonover's waiting for you. Schoony on the phone. You've got another heart screening coming up. Boy, right, uh, is it next weekend, right? Not this weekend, next weekend. We do, Kenny. Uh, Saturday, October 7th at my alma mater at Moundsview High School in Arden Hills. 
uh, is your is your uh, likeness hanging on the walls there in uh, Moundsview High School? If I walk in, am I going to see a big, maybe a bronze statue or a picture of you, Mike? No. Oh no. No. No no no. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything with my name on it. Uh, no. No no. How's, not at all. How's the uh, volunteer and uh, participant registration going for this one? Well, we do need we do need some help. We're, I mean, we got we got a week and a half to go to get uh, to get kids signed up, but we're about halfway to our goal. We'd like to we'd like to screen two hundred or more kids. So uh, I think we have close to a hundred kids already registered. So don't wait. Let's sign up and and get those kids registered, and uh, and then uh, we could really u- utilize the help of obviously the medical. Uh, professionals, uh, echo technicians, EKG techs, and then most importantly, the uh, the physicians and cardiologists. Um, we're going to rattle some cages there and hopefully get some more support from that group. Is this your thirty fourth heart screen? Uh, thirty? No, thirty first. Thirty first. Thirty first. Five thousand two hundred eighteen kids. Wow, that's what you've done so far. My goodness, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh we're we're pretty pleased with uh what uh you know all of our volunteers and what the organization's been able to do and Patrick's making a difference and and uh yeah, we're just going to keep on doing it until we can't do it anymore. GLers so listen be, uh, kind of a normal uh a normal physical and we don't need to do it anymore. That that's the goal we should go for. Every kid should have this. Listen to this, GLers. Of those 5,218 kids that have been screened so far, 312 have been found with elevated blood pressure, 302 with abnormal electrical or structural heart defects. Um, and you've taught, and this is very, very important, um, really important to me, you've taught 4,295 kids and adults both CPR and AED awareness. You've donated 17 AEDs to area schools. Knowing how to run one of those, very important. Yeah, it is really important. Uh, this is a unique, uh, this, you know, we give a, we give a AED out to the, the host school at every screen that we're at. Uh, oh. and, uh, we got a unique request at, from Moundsview. Uh, both the boys and the girls cross-country teams want or need an AED because they are running at golf courses or they're running out in the country doing whatever, and they want to have a dedicated AED for both the boys and girls cross-country teams. So so this AED that we're going to donate here in a week and a half is going to go to the uh, cross country teams, and I'm sure you know the track team in the in the spring, or uh, you know, so that it'll get used. You know, it's there at the ready. Hopefully, it doesn't get need to be used, but uh, it'll be there uh, on site. So that'll be that'll be really important. So that's what we want. If you can help out, uh, play for Patrick. If you're a cardiologist or a technician that could help out, please uh, log on to playforpatrick.org, sign up, and uh, give these folks a, a, give them a hand because this is very important. Meanwhile, if you need anything for your automobile, uh, it's right there at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care in Shoreview, the official body shop of Garage Logic, one of the top shops in the metro. It's rated that way monthly. Uh, schoonoverbodyworks.com This guy wears many hats just not indoors Joe Souchere 
In other news, uh, one other local note, Emma Crumbie's Apple Orchard and Store in Belle Plaine is closing. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I know. This was, uh, I just deal. drove by it yesterday. Emma Crumbie's? In Belle Plaine. Yeah. Didn't, yeah, Belle I've never Plain. heard you know of it. it. Oh. Really? Well, even I knew it. What? <laughs> what are you, a commie? Yeah, I don't do apples. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't go to the orchard. No, that place Good. is great. Oh, I'm yeah. saddened by this. The city of Belle Plaine entered into a purchase agreement to buy the two parcels of land totaling about 30 acres for about $1.8 million. And according to the Belle Plaine City Council meeting recording of August 7th, the city wants to turn the 15,000 square foot building on the property into a police station. City Administrator Don Meyer told the council that staff believes it'll cost about $4 million more to turn the building into a police station. Uh, Emma Crumby's been there a long time, and as you can tell by our reaction... Uh, uh, pretty well known. They did have a restaurant too uh, that was located yeah. in the same place, but that closed up in 2022. Oh, oh! So Fairly you go there to uh, buy apples. Yeah. Well, you can still get like, hot dogs, ice cream floats, yeah, sodas, um, pies. Does the city of Minneapolis know that that was? I mean, Third Precinct. You know, Val Plain. Come on, that's close, close, close enough. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Update on the story we had yesterday. Dozens of people are saying now in Philadelphia face criminal charges after that night of social media-fueled mayhem in which groups of thieves apparently working together smashed their way into stores in several areas of Philadelphia, stuffing plastic bags with merchandise and fleeing. Police now say they've made at least 52 arrests. Burglary, theft, and other counts have been filed so far against at least 30 people, all but three of them adults, according to Jane Rowe, spokesperson for the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. The flash mob-style ransacking Tuesday night at stores that included Foot Locker, Lululemon, and Apple came after a peaceful protest over a judge's decision to dismiss murder and other charges against a Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed the driver. Those doing the ransacking, not affiliated with the protest, according to Police Commissioner John Stanford. He said they were a bunch of criminal opportunists. At least 18 state-run liquor stores were broken into, leading the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board to close all 48 of its Philadelphia retail locations and one in a suburb yesterday. Video on social media showed mass people in hoodies running out of Lululemon with merchandise, police officers grabbing several and tackling them to the sidewalk and them being arrested. Photos of a sporting goods store at a mall showed mannequins and sneakers scattered all along the sidewalk in the area. John, I hate to throw this at you. Uh, yes, but, sir. Uh, there's some breaking news out of the state of Arizona. It, appear, it appears Katie Hobbs is no longer the governor of Arizona. Republican Kimberly Yee, the state treasurer, is currently the acting governor. There is no reason why. Oh, I think we know why. Yeah, scandalous. Um, yeah. There is an official statement, though, with Arizona state letterhead on it. Um, but Chris, was she removed or that what? That is unclear no. at this time, but it's a statement from Kimberly Yee, not from the office of the governor. Saying what that, Katie do, do you think? She's the one that um, rescinded the right to carry, if I'm... No, that's, no, that's New, New Mexico. Mexico. No, that was oh, New Mexico. That was dang New Mexico. it! I, I don't know. It, that, that's but it, right, this, it was New Mexico. This is just, uh, it's breaking, huh. so... I'll, I'll see if I can I, find it, find anything more. On yeah, this. I was going to say, go ahead, Chris, and then I'll uh, after the news see what I can. Oh, now I'm so disappointed. These. <laughs> The Senate voted last night to reverse that informal guidance issued by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on what senators could wear. The resolution passed by voice vote with no objections. It now requires that business attire be worn on the floor of the Senate. And for men, that should include a coat, 
tie and slacks or other long pants. It did not specify what women should wear. The bipartisan resolution by Senators Mitt Romney and Joe Manchin came after backlash to Schumer's announcement that staff for the Chamber of Sergeant at Arms would no longer enforce a dress code on the Senate floor. The guidance came as Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman has been wearing shorts and sweatshirts around the Senate, voting from doorways so he didn't walk on the chamber floor and get in trouble for his casual dress. Hyundai and Kia. Fix the problem, Joe. See, we just changed the rules. We fixed the problem. Mm -hmm. Hyundai and Kia are recalling nearly 3.4 million vehicles in the U.S., telling owners to park them outside because of a risk of engine compartment fires. The recalls cover multiple car and SUV models from the 2010 through 2019 model years, including the Santa Fe and Sorrento SUVs. Documents posted by the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration say the anti-lock brake control module can leak fluid and cause an electrical short, which can touch off a fire while the vehicles are parked or being driven. Uh, driven. Driven? Driven. Joe, did you see Roadworthy Rescues last night? I'd seen it before, so I didn't linger. No, no, you didn't. It was a brand new episode. No, it was a restoring a Model A in Detroit. No, you, you, I think you, you dumb, dreamt. dumb. You missed, you missed the new one that directly followed that. Oh, no, he, that didn't follow it on my TV. It was bitching rides or something. No, he, he went and. Uh, oh, the Jeep? With, yeah, the oh, I J- saw the Jeep. Yeah, the yeah. J10 Jeep. Yeah, okay, yeah, I good. did see. It wasn't right. a dream. One of the All things right. I like yeah. to do is wildly speculate uh, when I open my mouth on this show. Mm-hmm. Would the Arizona situation have anything to do with the border? Do you guys think? I have no idea. I don't know. I can't find the story because I can't either. Or I can't find a reason given. But I don't really care. The, Where did you mm-hmm. see the story, Chris? If there's a statement from the state of Arizona. If you told me Literally. Wall stepped down, I'd be hmm. excited. Uh, an acting governor? Being... You tell me it's Walls, and I'm going to get worked up. Okay. You tell me it's this woman in Arizona, you know, who cares? What if she walked into the woods? She probably did. Right. How many trees? <laughs> it's tough to grow trees uh, in the desert. A uh, big story for uh, people who are fans of Harry Potter. Michael Gambone, the Irish-born actor, uh, knighted for his storied career on the stage and screen and who ended up playing Albus Dumbledore in six of the hate Harry Potter. Eight Harry Potter what? films has died. He was 82 years old. Oh, uh, the Potter role. Uh, the Potter role raised Gambon's international profile and found him a huge audience, but he had long been recognized as one of Britain's leading actors. His work spanned TV, theater, and radio, and he starred in dozens of films from Gosford Park to The King's Speech to the animated family movie Paddington. Uh, he was knighted for his services to drama in 1998. The role of the much-loved Professor Dumbledore was initially played by another Irish-born actor, Richard Harris, in the first two films, but Harris died in 2002 and Gambon took over and played the part on the last uh, eight films. He did a hot lap for Jeremy and the boys, this guy. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Was it Richard Harris, the Richard Harris? Yeah, yeah the singer yeah. slash actor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Gambon said uh, once he did not read any of the books. John, you don't, have to, you, you don't have to go on, John. That's, that's all right. We, we, don't, <laughs> we don't need any more of that. Uh, Richard Harris could pull a cork, from what I uh, I think so. Oh, yeah. he was uh, notorious. Yeah, notorious. Peter O'Toole. Uh, there's yeah. stories that he did on Carson with about him and Peter O'Toole that were great just amazing. stories. Yeah. yeah well, Peter O'Toole stories. told the story, I think, to Letterman about how he and a drinking mate, uh, the bar tried to be closed, and they tried to get rid of him, so they just bought it. Bought the bar. I just <laughs> sat there as the new there owners and kept drinking. <laughs> That's the, how uh, you do it. 
See? I don't recall all the information and the specs, but I read Jimmy Webb's book. He wrote MacArthur Park. Right. And he invited, Harris invited Jimmy Webb over because Harris wanted to record the song. And basically, Jimmy Webb said, I thought we were going to talk music. And all he wanted to do at first was sit around and drink. So, yeah. <laughs> and then he said the next day they ended up talking music. So. Yeah, John, you, you gotta you. get you gotta get primed, John. You know. <laughs> John, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Oh, wait, no, we need to hear from Rook. Well, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna hear about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Two thousand six, a bunch of bunch of smart people come together and say, Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pool all of our stuff here and we are gonna help people. Young people, middle aged people. And people that are getting toward the end of their life. You a lot can, of people? A lot of people like them. Uh, MinnesotaMasonicCharities.org is the website. And I want you to go through their website and look at all the secrets. You know, when they started here on Garage Lodge, he goes, all we want to do is get the word out. Everybody wonders, what kind of funny meetings do we have? Do we wear the funny hats? Do we have the handshake? They do have some meetings, and they've got some meeting rooms, but everything is out in the open. So if you'd like to learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities and how full of common sense they all are, you can, because there are no secrets. Find out all the answers at mnmasoniccharities.org. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. I got a note from Mike Eckert in Grand Marais. Living in Grand Marais the last 20 years, I'm an outcast. Had someone from the cities yell at me at the gas pump. Hmm. I love your GL sticker. It's so faded and worn, the first you ever sold at the fair. I told him that's nothing. In other words, he was getting uh, yelled at because he was a GLer in Grand Marais then the person doing the yelling must have known what that means. I guess so. 
Uh, I said, that's nothing. I have a personalized Gumption County map. He said, you better frame that. It is. It's framed and matted. My youngest daughter always sends me something GL for my birthday. The fair was always my birthday present to myself. My birthday is always around Labor Day. This year, I got the 30-year shirt. Been there since day one. Thanks, Mike. He's uh, he's alone as he, in, in Grand Marais. I think there's more GLers in Grand Marais than you'd think. Uh, for sure. Only because they come to us. Well, here's Downing's email. I was looking for oh, it earlier. Oh, you found it. Yeah. <laughs> you had a story the other day that pleasant weather was being blamed for an increase in alcohol and drug use. Does that mean the weather hysteria will have a new addition? We have cold warnings, heat warnings, bad air warnings. Now, pleasant weather warnings. We will be told with extreme pleasant weather expected this weekend, authorities are cautioning that people should remain in their homes and avoid social gatherings. With such extreme pleasant weather, there is an elevated risk of enjoying yourself, which is bad for you. So that could be coming. Uh-huh. See? Thank you, David. Only because they come to us. Where are they coming from? Newport? They're still in Eden Prairie, oh. the traveling linemen. Okay. On this day in 1839. Are you talking about September 28th? St. Paul resident Edward Phelan was arrested for the murder of his business partner, Joe Hayes. He was acquitted, but his character was so unsavory that many considered him guilty. Hayes was the first death and the first murder in the city's history. That did not stop us from having a Lake Phelan, which is named for Ed Phelan. On this day in 1908, 928, Republican presidential candidate Howard Taft I'm sorry, William Howard Taft, campaigned in Melrose as part of a whistle-stop tour of Minnesota that included Minneapolis, St. Cloud, and Sauk Center. He was introduced by Congressman Charles A. Lindbergh Sr. Taft urged voters not to take a chance on that Democratic candidate, William Jennings Bryan. Hmm. On this day in 1935, September 28th, Joan Groh was born in Minneapolis. She was Minnesota's Secretary of State from 1975 to 1998, the first woman elected to statewide office without first having been appointed. A member of the DFL, she championed voter and election reform, including such programs as vote-by-mail and motor voter registration. Boo. (laughs) On this day in 1955. Sports-related. What year? 1955. 55. Uh, 55. Something about the, because that was before the something about the Millers? Yes, the final game at Nicollet Park. Uh, the Minneapolis Millers played the Rochester Red Wings, winning the Junior World Series 9-4. to After Nicollet Park was demolished, the Millers' home would be Metropolitan Stadium until the Twins arrived. Huh. That's where, it, isn't it, that park was where the Kmart is now, right? Yeah, something in Nicola, 30-something. Wherever there. Right Second? In, it wasn't where First? Kmart is. It was... Uh, no, where the post office is, It was is, south, right? of, south of yeah. where Kmart like is. Like 31st okay. or something. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right over there, though. It's over there. Ted Williams. I was never in that park, but I was in the original Midway Stadium, which is not the Midway Stadium where the Saints played 20 right. years ago. There was another oh, one on the other side, on right? the on the north side of Snelling. I got to make a note. Uh-huh. Saint of Second Chances, right? Oh, if you haven't seen it, it's just fabulous. The Saint down. of would, Second uh, Chances. Would that first Midway Park be where I saw in about 1976 Santana and the Marshall Tucker Band? Would that? Because there was a ballpark on that side of Snelling. I saw a big concert. Oh, that's where it was then. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the one where you drank all the way there and then passed out? In the no, that lot? was in that was in Fargo. That was Jeff Beck. Yeah. And it Got wasn't it. in the parking lot. I, I saw the I first was, act. <laughs> then I fell asleep through Jeff Beck. Then I woke up from Fleetwood Mac. So. I was scheduled to be uh, half of a team that was going to throw out the first pitch at that stadium. Oh. And uh, they uh, recommend that maybe I should just sit on the uh, right. so just right. yeah. just like <laughs> just, just sit this play sit, out. Sit there and uh, hold on to that bench as, as tightly as you possibly can. Some <laughs> woman just threw out a first ball and she nailed it with a strike. Who it was, was it? Um, Who am I thinking of? I just saw that. Who am I thinking of? Somebody's mom did a hell of a job. Okay, thank you, GLers. Is that going to do it for yeah, the day? Yeah, I think okay. so. I'll tell you what, GLers, if you're sitting around when it's 95 degrees and you can't run the marathon because it's too hot. Too heat. Too heat. Why don't you go to YouTube and find the Garage Logic page on YouTube and then subscribe to it. It's free and it will be very entertaining while you're melting outside. And go to garagelogic.com. You can become a member of the town council for as little as 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. And you can be in the club. Listen to the pregame. Listen to the in-between breaks and the postgame. It's a lot of fun, a lot of entertainment, and a good way to pass the time. Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.com. And it's not too early to buy Halloween presents. We've got a lot of Garage Logic garb at garagelogic.com. It is that time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again right here in Garage Logic. And now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, there is still a lot of worry out there right now, isn't there? The worry words, Chris, always sound much better than those people who aren't worrying as much or concentrating on looking at companies instead of looking at the macro factors that could influence the market. And right now, as we have been saying, macro forces overwhelm the micro. Macro being, what's the Fed going to do? And we continue to hear Fed governors Keep talking higher for longer, higher for longer. We're not down at our 2% inflation target. We need tighter and tighter monetary policy. We need to raise interest rates because, of course, raising interest rates will bring down inflation. Yet, just a few things. The bond market has already accomplished a lot of what the Fed wants to do. And when I say the bond market, it's not just the short-term bond market, which the Fed has control over by raising interest rates. It's the longer-term term bond market. Hey, the 10-year bond, 10-year treasury bond is up 55 basis points or 0.55 of 1%, which is fairly significant since the uh, Fed's meeting a week ago to uh, 4.51%. That's pretty significant and is the highest rate for the 10-year in the last 
15 year, very significant. Mortgage rate has hit a multi, multi year high. The high yield bond index yield is up. With all of those, remember, yields go up, bond prices come down. The bond index, the long-term bond index, is trading down at $87.30 as we speak, down from $100 a share at the beginning of the year. I'm sorry, it take a, a lot of interest to make up that difference, and I don't see interest rates falling anytime soon. And some might say, hey, if you start looking at the yield curve, it's no longer as inverted. It's not quite flat, but now the long end of the curve, yields are, uh, say the 30-year yield is now higher than the 10-year, which is higher than the five-year. Just the short-term yield is still above 5%, and that looks to be trending down. Not going to say that the Fed's goal has been accomplished, nor am I going to say when some economic statistics come out tomorrow that all is well, because any of the economic statistics will probably show inflation is still there, particularly given the price of oil uh, continues to move higher. Not a lot of supply around. Prices continue to, to move up. And of course, you're not going to get much help from this current administration towards opening up more drilling activity. That said, oil is up. Uh, oil stocks you know, are still, and with, with exceptions, of course, are still not up. My son, Judd, former hedge fund manager, and my successor, should I be put in the box? so to speak, is very strong on oil service companies, but not the energy and production companies. He said it's too tough for the energy and production companies to make money, and there is a big difference uh, between them. So, yes, that's one big wall of worry. What's the Fed going to do? Higher for longer? Just keep that in mind. Then you have the ongoing UAW strike. Then, as we mentioned, you have the high price of oil, and then there's the government and the republic. Just a few Republicans trying to create a lot of chaos to shut down the government. Well, there are those that say it'd be great to shut down the government. Not so. Bear in mind, Republicans are going to get blamed no matter what happens. And I would say that chaos caucus, as Carl Rove has called them, I'm not going to say don't have a clue, but really don't have a clue with some of the grandstanding they're doing. It's going to cost vote and a lot of votes coming forward and could render uh, the Republicans a continued minority party. And that is not good, we'll say, for Republicans. I'm not trying to be political here, just citing a wall of worry. Aside from that, favorite Amazon, finally, this week, got the papers that many have been working about. The uh, FTC has filed suits against them as a monopolist. Oh, my goodness. I think the case that has been put forth for Amazon as a monopolist lack in many, many ways. Amazon certainly is not raising prices on consumers as their mantras to deliver everyday low prices. As to Amazon being a monopolist and not having any competition, well, Many years ago, Amazon was the main place to shop if you were doing any type of e-commerce. Today, not the case. Amazon might have, might have a 38% share of the online 
marketplace, but total retail share, about 6%. As retailers go, just retailers, Walmart, much bigger than Amazon, just by revenue and also by by employees. Uh, Not to mention that Walmart's e-commerce business is growing a lot faster than Amazon's business. And while the suit might uh, indicate that Amazon uses other parts of their business to uh, generate dollars and margin, namely Amazon Web Services, Walmart's large retail operation and the money they make from brick and mortar certainly can cover their foray into e-commerce. Target's e-commerce business is going. Another straight-up e-tailer, Shopify, has seen phenomenal growth. And you still have eBay. Plenty of competition in retail for Amazon. Amazon hardly a monopolist. I think the FTC is going to have a tough time fighting their case. One other thing, in the case of Target, Target did announce they are closing nine stores due to shrinkage, I'll call that theft, and safety, and they're closing in difficult neighborhoods. The amount of shrinkage and, we'll say, retail theft that is happening in any store closures hurts those in the neighborhoods who need these stores the most. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.